Do you find yourself lacking energy, feeling blah, and just not your usual self? But despite it all, you're constantly being reassured that you're perfectly healthy? It's easy to chalk it up to excess weight and keep jumping from one diet to another, hoping for that magical fix. But today, let's pause and ponder. Does the absence of disease truly equate to vibrant health? Listen in as I explain. Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hey friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, wife, furry guardian, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of healthy until I finally learned there's more to getting healthy than eat less and move more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the diet overwhelm and frustration with the ever-changing health rules. We go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you with simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. If you are ready to learn to tailor your journey to your current health, implement simple solutions, and achieve undeniable results, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy! Hey, hey there! In the last episode, we talked about the body positivity movement and how to incorporate health and loving yourself. If you haven't quite listened yet, go back and take a listen. Today, we're going to take this idea a little bit further. So you see, we need to start focusing on our health above all else. So many of you get this clean bill of health from your medical team, yet you're still tired, you feel off, you're achy, you have brain fog, you're forgetful, maybe you have some indigestion or bowel issues as well. You just don't feel great and are told, well, it's all part of aging. That leads us to, is healthy really the absence of disease? It's a question that even scientists have been looking at it. Let's take a look. A paper published in 2008 explained that the biomedical model of health is lack of disease, focusing specifically on specific problems that cause disease and then fixing them with, wait for it, medicine, where the humanistic perspective of health looks at it as the ability to do things based on your goals, basically looking at things that limit a person's ability to function normally and live as well as possible. A second paper published in 2013 had a very key takeaway that health is a complex concept encompassing various aspects of wholeness and adaptability with various definitions and metrics. Again, they pointed out that traditional medical research focuses on disease and defines health as not having any disease. But languages like how we talk about health often link it with the positive idea of being whole and complete. They found more recent definitions focus on the ability to adapt to changes both inside and out of the body. The researchers posed the question of, as a society, can we age in a healthy way? It's dependent on avoiding getting sick as we get older, which is basically saying, yeah, health is the absence of disease, but it's also being able to do everything and avoid getting sick later in life. The last paper I'll cover quickly is a bit older. It was published way back in 1977. This paper argues that the idea of health according to medicine is all about being free from disease. It's like saying if your body functions normally, 
and it doesn't have any disease, you're healthy. This concept is based on biology and what's considered typical for your species. It also looked at what people thought of health. Many people think that health should include more than just the absence of disease. It should be a positive thing like feeling great. The paper suggests that this idea might come from thinking about how to treat sick people or from wanting health to mean more than just not being sick. So what exactly is healthy? Is it the absence of disease? I'm going to challenge you that just because you do not have a diagnosis of a disease doesn't mean you're entirely healthy. Things like insulin resistance starts to develop in the 10 to 20 years before there's any sign of diabetes. You never hear anyone getting diagnosed with insulin resistance until their blood sugar is high enough to diagnose them as either pre-diabetes or a diabetic. The small things like not having any energy, having some brain fog, mild digestive issues, joint pain, weight gain in the middle are all signs that there is something going on in your body, even if the doctors cannot diagnose this. I would like you to start thinking in a broader spectrum. Are you thriving in life? Do you go out with friends or do you constantly find yourself making excuses to stay home because you don't have the energy or the desire? Do you take care of yourself so as not to bring on diseases? We often don't worry about our health until we have a problem or a diagnosis or we don't feel good. We might focus on excess weight, but we don't look at it as a symptom of something else going on. Losing weight does not equal health. We should be more focused on gut health, which is highly affected by the foods you actually eat. It can actually change in as little as 7 to 14 days of changing your diet. If you want to be healthier and even shed a few pounds, you should be looking for fat loss. The more research I review, all lead to having healthy muscle tissue as a key to a long health span. There's often talk of longevity, but there's rarely talk of health span. Now you might want to live a really long life, but most people want to live it being healthy. They want to be healthy into their golden years. To do this, we can't keep scraping by as being disease-free to make that happen. Like, the body positivity episode, it's time to start loving yourself enough to take your health seriously and focus on what will help you thrive and no longer be a burden. Oh yeah, you can go back to that episode on hard truths as well. I'm tying both of those episodes back together and wrapping it with a bow today. Your health and the quality of your future life depends on you focusing on staying disease-free as well as fighting off those pesky aging ailments. Do you ever wonder how so many don't have those aches and pains, the lack of energy, and are actually thriving in their golden years? They did something others didn't do. They prioritized their health. They did things many of us say we are too busy to do. When we say we are too busy, that generally means it is not something we prioritize. And I don't say that lightly, and I'm not calling y'all out. Well, I actually am. But I know many of you work really long hours and have families you're responsible for. But in life, we all have the exact same 
24 hours. I get it. You're exhausted. You're stressed out and you don't see how on earth you can even make the small shifts at this time. I get it. I've been there. It's really easy to go gung-ho and all in on January 1st and you just go, go, go. And then you burn out after the first few weeks because you started too big and it didn't fit into your current lifestyle. That's why I keep stressing making tiny changes one at a time and then building on them. You already have an incredibly stressful and busy lifestyle. If you try to make drastic changes, they are much harder to stick to. Little changes you barely notice and they start building upon each other. So let's look at some tiny things you can start doing one at a time and then build upon each one of them. First and foremost, I want you to start focusing on a protein forward diet. Now you might say, I don't have time to cook. I don't even know how to do this. Well, here's some simple ways that you can. One, batch cook your protein. When you are cooking your dinner throughout the week, make extra. Wrap everything else that you're not going to eat that week in single servings and then freeze it. You're already cooking. Cooking extra requires no additional time. And then you always have some cooked protein that can be piped in the popped in the microwave or oven to reheat. Or if you think about it, you can take it out one or two days and let it defrost on its own in the refrigerator. Get some additional bag salad each week. Then you just add your protein in for a quick, simple meal. Another way to add extra protein in or get it in simply is egg cups. They are super easy to make and you can make them a variety of ways, add all different things to them. And again, I suggest packaging them in serving sizes and then you can refrigerate what you're going to eat that week and freeze the rest. When you pack them individually in airtight containers, they will last up to a week in the fridge, but they will last several weeks in the freezer and you just grab your serving. You can pull it out the night before so it's thawed out or you can pull it out in the morning and thaw it and heat it all at the same time. They're really simple, easy, grab and go foods. Think of it that way. Think of protein that can be grab and go. Once you build on prioritizing your protein and having a protein forward diet, little at a time, it'll eventually just become second nature and your body will start craving it. Once you get that under your belt, start thinking about adding in some exercise snacks. I spoke about these in an earlier episode. An exercise snack is a one to two minute burst of continuous exercise. You do it a few times throughout the day or several times, however many you can fit into your schedule. It's one to two minutes. It doesn't mean you have to change into workout clothes, go to the gym, do anything. You just burst out these one to two minutes of some sort of continuous movement. Things like squats, march in place, wall push-ups, walk up and down stairs, Little things like that. You do not have to go full all out. It's one to two minutes. Then you go back to your daily routine. And then the next time you have a little break, you do one to two minutes. These are also great breaks if you work at a desk because it gets you up and moving and clears out your head so that you can go back to your work. The third area you can do very slowly, but at the same time you're prioritizing protein or adding in, it's another little tiny step. I want you to swap out one ultra processed foods for a single whole one. Like I said, don't change your whole diet at once. Change one thing at a time. So do you have a processed snack that you go to daily? Try swapping it out 
for an apple and peanut butter or a piece of cheese in the serving of a different fruit or some celery and almond butter, whatever it is, have it have a protein, a carb, and a fat together as your snack rather than something that's processed, just something that you can put together, grab and go, and, go, and on your way. Or a cheese roll-up with some meat and cheese. Those work out great. Swap those snacks out for your chips, your candy, your cakes, whatever they are. And remember, do it one at a time. Don't try to overhaul everything. I know it's the temptation's there just to make all of these changes, but they get overwhelming. The holidays are coming up. It's really easy to slip back. So if you just make one or two small changes at a time and build on them, in the new year, you'll start seeing that you're making big changes as you do these little at a time. I hope this episode is making you think a little differently about health. And it gave you some tips on where to start. If you wouldn't mind taking 30 seconds and leaving a review, I would so appreciate it. It helps others find the information I'm sharing with you. So to wrap it all up, it's time to think longer and further out than tomorrow. Whatever we can do today, even if they are teeny tiny changes, make a big impact when we start sticking them all together and stacking them all together. If we can only think of health as the absence of disease, we can't see beyond today. We need to do something to keep those diseases away. You're not destined to have the diseases of your family unless you do not take care of your health. Yes, you're predisposed of them. Yes, you grew up eating the same way as your family that caused them, but that doesn't mean you can't avoid having them or fixing them, putting them in remission. Start taking charge of your health. Focus on nourishment and fight your way to being thriving. Your health is your biggest asset. Don't let it become your biggest liability. On that note, friends, I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening in today. I hope you've got some nuggets to take away on your health journey. Remember, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. No medical advice is being given. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the full disclaimer, which is linked in the show notes. You can stay connected to me by joining the newsletter at holistichealthmadesimple.com, where I share additional tips and tricks weekly. Once again, thank you for being a part of my community, and until next time, have a blessed day.